He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the Lord. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. I started some time back talking about finding God's will for your life. Because God is building a house. And Paul says, be careful how you build. Be careful. Some build with gold and silver, some with wood and straw. I don't want to build with straw. I want to part whatever I am putting in is what God wants me. If you put what God intended for you to put to the house, it will be gold. So I have to discover God's calling for my life. God's will for everyone, there is a foundation of will for everybody. God wants everyone saved. It is not the will of God that any perish, but everyone come to repentance and receive Christ as Lord and Savior. That's general will for everybody. God's will is for you to attend church services. He's written in the Word. Be in the house of God. Study the Word of God. Pray. That's God's will for everybody. It's not different for one person as opposed to the other person. The will is the same. But you were created by God and you're different from every other human that's ever walked this earth. And after you, there will not be another person like you. You are unique. And God created you with a purpose. For himself. All things were made by him and for him. That's what the book of Hebrews tells us. So you were created to fulfill a certain purpose for him. You need to find out what that is. That's when you will exit this world when it's over satisfied. Just like Paul said, I fought a good fight. I finished the race. When you are about to go and not show whether you have fulfilled this will, something is not right. And when there is dissatisfaction, you're not very sure of your relationship with God. The problem is you never really did seek Him to discover why you are here on earth. I know what people are thinking. Maybe God called me to preach. No. God didn't call everybody to preach behind the pulpit. He called everybody to speak the word and to testify. But everyone is not supposed to be a pastor. You know, years ago, some people would come to me in church and say, Brother Goodluck, we think you are running away from God's call upon your life. I said, now listen, uh, I haven't heard from him. You are the one calling me uh, until I hear from him. There is no call. I'm not doing what you want me to do because you see me do a little thing in spiritual. Now you want to make me a pastor. That's not, I haven't heard from him. I need to hear from him before I step out there. I know that I'm doing exactly what he has called me to do. But he has a plan for everyone's life. And his plan for your life is the best if you can only find it. It won't be rosy all the time. There will be troubles. But those troubles are there to train your hands for warfare. In the call that God has for your life. Whatever that is. Whether it's business. If you're experiencing problems. He's training 
you. He's not knocking you down. He's training you because the Bible says all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to what? His purpose. His purpose. All things. His purpose. So I have to be walking in His purpose for my life. Now, Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 uh, through 13, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. So every one of you, God's thinking about you. That's glorious. Amen? God's thinking about me. God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know my thoughts towards you. He says, they are thoughts of peace, not of evil. I don't mean you any harm. If something is happening in your life that is not pleasant, it's not coming from me. That's what he's saying. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope so you can never be hopeless serving your God. There is nothing like hopelessness when you are serving God. Nothing like it. If you are hopeless, he didn't come from God. Seek him. Then he says, then you will call on me. I got the plans in my hand. But I want you to come and get them from me. Then after you know that my plans for you, they are good for your future and for hope for your life. When God has hope, has hope for you in the future, how can you be hopeless? How? You just need to discover what that is and look into it. That's what the Bible is telling us. Look into it. Then God says, then you will call on me and go and pray to me. Why? After telling you about your future, he's talking about praying. What has that got to do with your future and your hope? Because to connect to your future, you need prayer. You are a man, you ought to pray. Notice what it says. You will go, not only call on him, you will go and pray to me. And then he says, you will seek me. And find me. Notice, when you seek him, you'll find him. You seek him, you will find me when you search for me. So there is a searching. And why are you searching just to find God? You are searching to find your destiny. Through prayer. You will go and pray to me. And you will seek me. You will find me. God says you will. Notice the word not you may. His will. If you seek, you will find if you knock, the door will be open. If you pray, God will answer. And Jesus tells us, for everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And I am everyone. And you are everyone. And Jesus was talking about you. You can call and seek him and you'll find it. You'll find it. You know, Jesus made a statement before he left the earth. 
He said, go commend them. That's, you find that in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. It says, teach them to observe all things. That's what I'm about to do today. Amen? Teach them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And he said, lo, I am with you always. Lo, look, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I am with you always. I used to think, well, that's a nice promise. It's not a promise. It's a statement of fact. He's always there. Whether you feel him or not, he's there. Never against you. Always on your side. Never against you. No matter what you've done. When you fail, remember the scripture. If a man has a hundred sheep, right? He leaves the rest of them. He goes searching for the one that is failing. And he brings them up. Lo, look, I am with you always. Even to the end of the age. So God's always with you. Guess what the disciples called Jesus when he was with them. For three years, these people were in Jesus' school. Hello? For three years, he was teaching them. Guess what they called him? Teacher. Teacher. Rabboni, teacher. He was their teacher for three years. They were in his school for three years. Many of us have been in this school for many years. I wonder what you have to show for your education. <laughs> yeah. For three years, they listened to him. And these men turned the world upside down. Just three years. And then Jesus told us in his word, Matthew, I mean John chapter 14 verse 16. He says, and I will pray the Father. Who is doing the praying? I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. So what is he saying? While he was with them and they were in his school, he was not just their teacher, he was also their helper. Hallelujah. He was their helper. We all need help. And if you say you don't need help, I know you're lying. Every one of us, if you're human, you need help in one area or the other. We need help. And he is not called a helper. He is the helper. And he helps in whatever area of life you need help. If it's your marriage, he will help. No matter what the area is, he is the expert. He knows everything. I mean, I'm not talking about the experts on television. He knows everything. Notice what he says. That he may abide with you. How long? Forever. Forever. He is, Jesus prayed that he, the Holy Spirit, who was there at the very beginning, who had put everything together, 
he will be with you, abide, meaning stay with you, how long? Forever. He's there. When Jesus was their helper, they didn't think about how to pay bills. Hello? He paid their bills, including taxes, remember? These guys were not even thinking about those things. They asked if somebody went to Peter, does your master pay taxes? Pay tax? He said, Peter was going to say, yeah, no big deal. And Peter wasn't going to say anything. Jesus stopped him. They talked about paying taxes. The children of the, the country pay taxes or the foreigners. Peter says, so they, Jesus says, so they will not be offended. Uh, go to the river, take the first fish, open his mouth. Uh, there is good money for us. All, pay my bill and pay for all of you. They have nothing against us. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will pay your bills. He is the helper. Jesus said, when I leave, I will replace myself with another helper when they had questions they went to teacher when we have questions we should go to our new helper amen he is the helper now john 14 verse 26 tells us this but he the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name he will be what he will be your teacher he will teach you all things. He will teach you all things. And you need to believe this. Because God can teach you about how to be a good husband. Amen. How to be a good wife. He's teacher. Ask him questions. Go and pray to him. When the disciples didn't understand anything, they cornered Jesus and asked him questions. Just a few questions. And you think he'll just tell them no or yes. No, he explains it to them. He got to a point, Jesus explained to the point, they said, hey, master, we got it now. We won't ask you any more questions. We know you got everything. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's your God. You have the right to ask him. I found out in scriptures, if you want direction in your life, he knows all things. Ask the Holy Spirit. He is the teacher. He is your helper. Ask the Holy Spirit. Jesus is not here physically. He's replaced himself with the Holy Spirit. And we need to learn to be in the Holy Spirit's school. Amen. Just like the disciples were with Jesus for three years. We have a lifetime to be with this teacher and guide. He will not, the, the Bible says, he will guide you into what? All truth. He's leading you into what's best for you. What God created you to be in life. He's the Holy Spirit. We give him very little attention. Jesus replaced himself with the Holy Spirit. He is the one in charge of the church. The early disciples, they, they, I mean the, the apostles, they understood this. After Jesus left, they spoke and listened and got direction from not Jesus, from the Holy Spirit. 
they got direction from the Holy Spirit. Read the scriptures. That's why we have so many flaky Christians. Hello, not you guys. They move there. They move there. Confused. Filled with anxiety. God's with you and you're still afraid? How can that be? Who is going to come through God to hurt you? It is so good. I saw this video of this woman. Uh, 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 you can go on the internet and find it. Some uh, uh, thief, a robber came in with a gun and pointed it to her, to her hand and said, Woman, bring the money. I'm going to shoot you. She says, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. This guy says, I'm, this is serious. <laughs> and she, I'm, I'm going to shoot you. She says, and she walked up to him very close and pointed a finger. He, the guy took off. <laughs> Never seen anything like that. Never seen anything. And another story, this woman had a bag, a handbag, and, and she was about to get in a car. And this guy came in and, and, and with his gun. Woman, give me your bag. And she went to him, speaking in tongues. What? He took off. Crazy woman. I'm sure when he gets back home, I met a crazy woman. She was speaking a foreign language. Oh my God, I had to run for my life. He was the one that had the gun. Amen. <laughs> That's the power God's given the Christian. I don't care what people think. I pray God. I used to, that was my prayer. God, please help me so I don't care what they think. Because we are molded by what people think and what people, their opinions and whether they like you or they don't like you. But those things are insignificant. <laughs> when God likes you, they will like you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. If they don't like you, after a while they will say, he's right and we're wrong. We like him now. Amen. That's the way it is. They received instruction from the Holy Spirit. You can read through the Acts of the Apostles. Acts of the Apostles didn't end with amen, right? Because we, we continue. We need to find out this is so important. We listen to the Holy Spirit today. We listen to the Holy Spirit. They will say, he seems good to us and to the Holy Spirit. We are his witnesses and the Holy Spirit whom he has sent to us. That's the way Peter and the rest of them. So the Holy Spirit was a witness alongside with them. What's happened to us? Why don't we welcome the Holy Spirit in our lives and honor him just like we honor Jesus? He is the guide. He will guide you into all truth and change and transform your life. He will. He will. He will change your life. In, uh, in Acts chapter 2, this is how we must be led. Acts chapter 2 verse 17. This is Paul now. He says, I need you to read with me. He says, and it shall come to pass in the last days that God will pour his spirit upon all flesh. This is Acts of the Apostles. The Bible right, uh, telling us this. He will pour his spirit upon all flesh. What is he saying? How many... How many here that you are no longer flesh? Please don't put your hand up. Because you are not a spirit yet. But God says he will pour his spirit upon what? All flesh. 
If you were flesh, God wants His Spirit on your life. God wants His Spirit poured on you. He didn't say holy flesh or rascal flesh. He just said all flesh that's willing. Because God wants to lead you through the Holy Spirit. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. This is how we live. If you read the disciples, I kept, I was saying, they really believed this. And this is what the Bible tells us in Acts of the Apostles concerning Paul. It says, now, in Acts chapter 16, verse 6, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by who? Jesus. Who? The Holy Spirit. You know the way we like to say so we appear spiritual. God forbid me to go. Oh, the God is the same Holy Spirit, okay? It's not God's God. The Holy Spirit was the one directing it. Think about it. They were going to go into a region to preach. We would say, well, God commanded us to preach everywhere. But you need to be led. To be in the place where God wants you to be. Paul was sensitive to the Holy Spirit's direction. So he can walk in God's will and call him for his life. The Holy Spirit is the one that helps you to discover God's calling on your life. You can't neglect him, ignore him, and find God's true purpose for your life. Honor him... And receive him, and things will be easy. He says it very clearly there. They wanted to go into the region of Galatia. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. They didn't want them to, the Holy Spirit didn't want them to go there. But God wanted them to, they wanted to go. Their desire was to go and preach. But God said, no. He said, I don't think that was from God. How can God say we shouldn't go and preach in a place? But the Holy Spirit says, no, it's not you that's going to do that. I have another fellow from this other region. They will do the preaching over there. But you, this is where I want you to go. It has to be according to what the Spirit wants. Not what you feel like. They felt like going there. They felt like going there. But the Holy Spirit said, no, don't go there. Follow your calling. After they had... It says, after, verse 7, after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia. They were trying to go in some other place again. The spirits did not permit them. It didn't say God did not permit them. Who didn't permit them? So why are we Christians and the Holy Spirit, never, he never does that to us? Why? How can I say I am a New Testament Christian and that's never happened to me? We're not listening. Or we haven't gone to pray to him. Because if you go into the secret place with the Holy Spirit, he will speak to you. And bring all things to your remembrance. As God, as he's convincing you, this is the way to go. Son, this way is not right. And they listen to him. The Holy Spirit was the one that told Peter, right after he saw the sheet with all kinds of animals. So he said, the Holy Spirit said to him, you go, don't ask any question. He wasn't Jesus speaking to him. That's New Testament. 
But today, what's happening in the church, they want to shut out the Holy Spirit. No speaking in tongues. We don't want any of that. And they tell people, Mary spoke in tongues. Mary waited 10 days. Read Acts chapter 1. 10 days, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the brothers of Jesus, possibly the sisters, they were praying 10 days before they received the Holy Spirit. Now listen, Mary spoke in tongues. Prayed to receive the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. Who do you think you are? That you can live a life without the Holy Spirit. How can you do it? If you can do it, please come and show me the secret. This is crazy. The church is abandoning our only source of power. In connection with the Father and the Father's will. And we want to do it by what we think and how we feel. It won't work, but no wonder we have so many confused believers. What they call unbelieving believers. You can't tell the difference between them and the guy that's in the world. They are as fearful as the guy next door. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Because the Holy Spirit is not being given his place. But for me, for the Ark Fellowship, I'm not backing down. You know, I've had time in the church here where people get offended. They don't want me to talk about this. I'm not going to listen to you. If God doesn't want you here, please go to the church where he wants you. Because if you insist, and I beg you to stay, after a while you'll become Jonah to me, and our ship will be sinking. We're about to throw you off the boat and throw you out. Please go. Oh, yes. I'm not begging anybody. I want to make it to heaven. I'm not serving man. I've got to serve God. I've got to serve God. People have their opinions. And sometimes their opinions are really great. And that's what we do with God. We come to God with our little nice plan. Beautiful plan, God. See, I've just planned this. This is wonderful, God. Can you bless this, my puny plan? It's so great. God, put your hand of blessing on it. And God is saying, oh, I have something much bigger than that. It's more eternal than that. Is that all you got? He said, said, yes, Lord, I'm telling you, this is a good plan. But it's all soulish from the flesh. And no wonder you're walking in the wilderness for 40 years. Instead of getting back to the place where God originally wanted you to be. So important. So important. I found out how great this is. I said with you years ago... I mean, you won't believe it, but I couldn't talk to adults. Unbelieving adults, I talked to them. (laughs) Yes, because they were my victims so that God would call my name. He says, confess me before men, and I will confess you before my father. But when it comes to church, I didn't know how to talk to them very much. Because I didn't know much. I felt I didn't know much. Then I discovered praying in the Holy Spirit. And I spent a lot of time, I told you this before, one hour a day, I was communing with him. I mean, nothing religious, it just seems like ordinary. Nothing was happening. I just was praying in tongues. 
Nothing happening. Now I discover something new. You see, Samson had all the power. Right? But if you, if you bring Samson into your home to entertain him or something, you, he'll be just like every ordinary person. You won't see anything powerful in him. But put him in the place where there is a fight. Amen. All of a sudden, something is transformed before your eyes. Because the Holy Spirit takes over. I found out that I don't have to have electricity and all of that going on around me. I can just be connecting and charging my batteries before God. And when the time for battle comes, amen, just like something, the Holy Spirit rises up from inside and I can do things. And even amaze myself. I talked to you about praying for a girl that was deaf, com- almost completely deaf. And, and, and I was praying so hard, I was yelling, just like I'm doing now. I was yelling in a church. And as I was yelling and praying, she was saying something to me, which the church members heard. But I was yelling so loud, I didn't hear what was going on. And she was saying, sir, would you stop praying? Because I can already hear They all laughed at me and it wasn't fun. The whole church was laughing. Is he the expert here? <laughs> He's doing a good job. Pick the Holy Spirit. He's that powerful. Listen. The Bible tells us. First Corinthians chapter 2, begin, uh, chapter 2, beginning from verse 9. But as it is written, every time in the New Testament, the Bible talks about what is written Please take note. It's very important. It's about to give us a very serious truth. Because it's repeating what's already been written. It's very powerful. And Jesus said that in John chapter 7, it says, the scripture has said, Jesus made the same statement. Very important. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. But as it is written, I have not seen no ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. How many love God this morning? How many love God? So if you love God, if that scripture is true, God has prepared some things for you. Have you found it? Have you found it? Are you even searching for it? Have you even asked God about what does this mean? How can I find what you're talking about? There is no hunger. You get nothing. Because blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be filled. You can't just stay there. Listen to what it says. I has no seen. Ear hasn't heard. Nor has it entered into the heart of man. Meaning nobody knows what the Father has planned in his heart for your life. Guess who reveals it to you? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. No one else. He says for the Spirit searches the deep things of God. It searches all things, even the deep things of God. For no one knows the things of a man, but the spirit of the man that is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except 
the Spirit of God. But then he says, God has given us the Spirit. We have received the Spirit not of the world. This is the Spirit from heaven. Jesus said to Nicodemus, If I tell you earthly things and you do not believe, how would you believe if I tell you heavenly things? There are earthly things and there are heavenly things. And God wants to tell you heavenly things. And how does he do it? By his spirit. Wake up. By his spirit. He wants to do that for us. That's how he does his stuff. You know, back uh, when Angela and I got called in the ministry, I was, I was back in Nigeria because that's the only place I knew to go. Who's going to give uh, former scientists also giving pulpit to preach? I knew they wouldn't let me do it. But they would let me preach in Africa. So I had friends. And can I come preach in your church? And I did. And, and, and instantly, immediately, from what God spoke to me, 1998, God told me there will be signs. There will be miracles. I wrote it down. I didn't know what it meant, but I thought, okay, someday. But instantly, from the first day, a guy that, was, that had a, a car accident for four years, he's been in that condition, instantly was healed. And before long, they were saying, it's a healing minister. And I'm looking like, who? Who is the healing minister? But God was doing a lot. People that were sick for 20, a woman, 25 years, healed in one of the services. Everywhere I went. And, and, and I enjoyed it. I, I took video because I knew something was going to happen. I videoed them. I still have some of them in my office. But I was doing that, but there was something in me that was kind of unsure. What's, what's this? How is this going to end? My life has changed. It seems so scattered. I don't know what to do. And I was waiting for some people to arrive. It was in my sister's home. And I knelt down. I woke up you know, usually about 5 o'clock in the morning. As I knelt down, I wanted to pray. I'd been doing that praying. And with this thing that was disturbing in my heart, God, I need some direction. I don't know how this is going good, but what's the future going to look like? I don't know what's happening. Am I going to continue? I wanted some direction. And all of a sudden, that day, as I, as I woke up, I was going to kneel, and I heard the Spirit of God tell me, Son, I want to talk to you. I knew this was different. So I said, Yes, sir. Let me get my pen. I need to write. And God spoke to me. He says, From now on, most of your work will be in Texas. You remember I showed you that. I had the date there and I wrote everything down. And he said other things to me that came to pass. But I knew after I wrote, I wrote everything, I closed it, went back to my, my, my stuff. I got back home. I showed Angela that. Angela said, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. I didn't ask him. She said. <laughs> Angela said to me, uh, love my wife. She's, <laughs> she's great. She doesn't want us to be in trouble on the other side with God. Say, God don't have trouble for us. She said to me, well, maybe you just start a Bible study here then, so that uh, at least we'll be doing something in Texas. <laughs> and uh, so uh, that's what we did. But as soon as the Bible study started, I knew that was it. I, but I still didn't know what it was. So you have to intensify prayer. 
And then a time came, we got so dissatisfied. I thought it was me. I found that Angela was dissatisfied by where we were. And so we went on 40 days fast. 40 days. And after that, God made it clear. We were to start a church. Amen? Amen. We were to start a church. I'm not saying this to say this is what God, but I'm telling you, it's not always about church. God can tell you about the business. If you're praying to Him, God can tell you and open doors and connect you if you will spend time praying in the Spirit. There was a time in my life I never even knew how to speak, how to pray out loud because I prayed all my prayer in tongues. I prayed in my head. I, I, you can be in the same room with me and I'll tell you, I was praying for you. And you say, I didn't hear you mention my name because I had you in my head. And I'm praying for you. And I'm really praying, God bless this person. But I don't know this person. That's the way God wants you to pray. That's the way God wants you to pray. So he can unveil his plan in your head, in, in, his, in your heart. So you know exactly where he's leading you. I want our church to be just like that. Miracles taking place in people's lives. It can't be just for one person. God is not a respecter of persons. You pick it up. I tell you what, you can start doing this. I've witnessed it. I see Randy. Where's Randy? Randy, Randy back there. Randy's been coming to prayer. He's been praying in tongues. I see a transformed life. Randy is not the Randy I used to know. Randy was the kind of person I like to avoid. <laughs> He's coming through that door, and I'm going through that door. Hey, God help us. God help us. Randy is okay. Don't, don't fight me. <laughs> but I've seen, and if you, those of us that come in the morning, where's Michael? Yeah, you can, you're witness to that. There is a big transformation. A huge transformation. Faith! And words coming out of his mouth that have never... I, I, if somebody told me it would happen, uh, we'll be in a real fight. Many days these days I say, can you stop him from preaching? <laughs> That's what God does. If you will spend time. If you will spend time. You can receive the Spirit... And begin to walk in that. You see, there is natural and supernatural prayer. Natural prayer. It says to acknowledge God in all your ways. He will direct your path. That's uh, uh, Proverbs 3 verse 6. But there is natural and supernatural prayer. It says in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 14. If I pray in a tongue... My spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. Spirit to spirit. Natural and supernatural. Paul said, what would I do then? I will pray with the spirit, with the spirit, with the spirit, meaning praying in tongues. And I will pray with the understanding in my language. Natural. I like the supernatural better. I like the supernatural better. 
I just don't. I, I know I can speak in tongues. I'm praying in tongues. But I'm really praying to the Father. I would like you to try it. I don't care what other churches are teaching, please, okay? I'm talking from the Word of God. The church, the, in some parts, they've lied to us. Make me fearful. I don't run back and forth. I know what God has put inside of me. And I want Him to do exactly the same for you. So you're strong in yourself. And you can do things on your own. Amen. Paul said this. My time is gone. He says, I thank my God. Hey, don't laugh. <laughs> it's not funny to me. I feel like keeping you up to six o'clock. Not kidding. <laughs> he said, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than y'all. He was a Texan. He goes, y'all. Kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He said, this is, this is strange. How will a person be thanking God for doing something better than the rest of us? That's not funny. I thank my God. I speak in tongues more than y'all. Yet in the church, in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding. So, something that you can understand, because you can understand when he speaks in tongues. Okay? That I may teach others, then 10,000 words in tongues. So, if you say to my church, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all, that's assuming everybody speaks in tongues. Right? Right? So, why is that not so in modern day church? Why is that not so in modern day church? That's why Satan is taking advantage of us. And destroying our homes, destroying our families, destroying our finances, destroying our thinking, and making us depressed, sad, confused, and all of it. But I tell you what, just spend 30 minutes praying in tongues. Watch what's going to happen. He didn't pray in tongues. In church, 10,000 words. That's a lot of words. He did for a man to know and confirmed by the Holy Spirit because he was being inspired by God to write this. So he was telling us the truth. The whole church world, this man prayed in tongues more than everybody. But that's an amazing thing. And guess who the greatest apostle is? With regards to Revelation. Paul. Paul. I has not seen. Here has not heard. Now I've entered into the heart of man. The things which God has prepared for those who love him. And you can search it out in prayer. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. The deep things of God. No one knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man. So, some people want to tell us what they know in the natural. I don't want to listen to that. 
I can listen to that when we're dealing with things of the world. But when it comes to God, I want to know what God's saying. And I, I dare you, every one of you, I can watch two individuals. If you have a, a, a Christian who is newly saved, and we commit to praying in the Spirit for six months, after six months, he will be teaching the guy that has been in the church for 30, 30 years. Oh, yes. He will have more understanding because he's spirit to spirit. Spirit to spirit. Spirit to spirit. I'm going to stop here. And I really mean it this time. <laughs> Stand up with me this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See, for me, if I depart this world, whenever that is, this is the truth. I believe without a doubt this is what transformed my life. It changed me completely. I used to be so harassed by demons, truly. I, it was constant. And I was confused. Till I decided I will receive this and I will pray in tongues. I told you, yeah, it wasn't a joke. For my, I wasn't doing it to be spiritual. I prayed every day one hour in tongues for the most part. It seemed like nothing was happening. But I was doing it for survival. Things changed so much. Gaining more understanding. And it still does that today. I can be standing and I hear a scripture. And God, something goes on in my head which was never there. I can connect them. Don't know how it happens. I can connect things from Old Testament. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking. But I know who is showing me stuff. The Holy Spirit. I will do you great disservice if I don't give you this secret. Every one of you can become a powerful witness with signs and wonders taking place in your life because God said he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, every one of them. Not reserved for pastors alone. I will not be jealous when God begins to use you in a great way. And it's never too late. You may be the 11th hour believer that God says, go into my field and walk. If that's what he wants you to do. Or business. And through your business, you help the Christian world. Maybe help us build orphanages in Nigeria. Because God's blessed you. Whatever God's calling you to do, give yourself to it. He will direct you. No dissatisfaction in your heart. If you're dissatisfied today about your life, please receive the Holy Spirit. We have people here that can help you. I will help you. I will stay with you till you can do this. There's nothing to be afraid of. I want this to be a spiritual church. Amen? There's a lot of things that come with spirituality. Authority. Boldness. Amen. Fearlessness. Amen. All of those. And then signs and wonders for every one of us. Amen. Will you lift your hands up today before God?
Anyone can be a spiritual person and be a giant in your house and take charge over your own house, your life, your finances, everything. Doesn't mean troubles will not come, but God will be there for you. God will be there for you. Don't stay at the fence. Go in completely this morning. Completely this morning, please. I plead with you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Make yourself somebody that will add beauty to the house God is building. And you can do it without Him. The Holy Spirit is here today to be in your life. We're going somewhere. Amen? We're going somewhere. And God's going to be doing a lot of great work among you. I want to see God using you in a great way. And He will. He will. Father, we thank you. We thank you today that your love is so available to every one of us. And you have promised in your word, in my name, those who believe in me will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. If they drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Those words are still true today, Lord, and we are believers. How many believers do we have here this morning? If you are a believer, can I see your hand waving? Wave your hand. Yes, I see everybody. By you doing that, wave your hand to me. I want to see that. You are a believer. You believe in the Lord Jesus. It's time to step out from the boat and walk on water. Amen. The time has come. Step out from the boat. You can do that. Step out from the boat. You know God's with you. You know what he says? I will always be with you. Even to the end of the world. When you have a challenge in your life, turn around. You may not see him. He says, Master, did you hear that? If you receive a letter that threatens your life, uh, open it to him and tell him to read. He can. He is the being. Amen. God bless you. Our prayer partners will be up here. If you have any need of prayer, please calm down. But God bless you. You're dismissed.